The following is a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show with your hosts, Ben Hebert and Bo Levi Mitchell. What is going on, everybody? Man, am I glad to be back. I wish it was under better circumstances, but we're back. Seventh episode. Um, brought to you by our good friends here at DraftKings, so we appreciate that. We got a hell of a show. We got a hell of a show today. We got lots yeah. of action. We got lots to unpack. Week one CFL. We so, got we well, got NBA stuff. Olympics just ended. We got Corey Connors joining us later in the show. But hey, we, we got to start with you. I, I got to say, when we started the show, Ben's like, man, are you sure like you want to do this? Because, you know, after, after a game, if you lose, we still got to do the show. And he's, he's like, you know, I'm going to chirp you. So uh, I, I, I was hoping it would happen later on as far as our first loss, but uh, starting the, the first game of the season, I was just waiting for a chirp right when I walked in. I just know I'm such an angry bastard after we lose a curling game or a spiel to hop right into an interview like the next day I'd be rattled, but you're taking it pretty good. Oh, it's not. See, mine is like, did you see my interview after the game? Oh, yeah. You that's, that's when I'm more rattled. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm holding everything back. I love it. So yeah. what do we want? Where do we want to start? We got to start with the CFL. Well, OK, so first of all, full fans back in the stands. Like, it was amazing to see, like, watching Sass, you know, they came out, like, and watching the crowd, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to play, because damn, was that awesome to see just the crowd going absolutely crazy over in Winnipeg, over in Sass. Um, from what I saw in the CFL, first week, what I saw across the board, including our team, obviously, was good offense, bad offense, but stalling at times, and but not as bad as I thought it was going to be without the preseason games. Sure. So, I mean, um, what did you see from the previous, the other games as well? Well, I mean, I actually thought the first game, I mean, I was jacked to watch some football. I was jacked to watch 30,000 people in the stands, the Bomber game in Winnipeg, you know, them unveiling the banner was sick. Obviously, being from Saskatchewan, watching uh, Mosaic be full, that was amazing. And then getting to go as a fan to the Stamps game, cheer you on with like 30,000 people, we actually snagged. So me and Bo play our men's night here in Chestermere. We had 15 of our buddies we play men's night with, 15 of the wives. We all came down. We took a party bus down. I am slinging 40 Creek on the way down to the game. And did you know 40 Creek's master blender, Bill Ashburn's created some of the world's best awarded whiskey Fox heart on the back here, which that, I'm, I'm going to drink by the way, that's their latest. <laughs> I have tried it. It's unbelievable infused with premium age Caribbean rum, bringing out the notes of molasses and tropical fruit fruit. And also I go down to McMahon to did watch. We, did the we game. have it at McMahon? Oh buddy. So I, I'm, I'm having a 40 Creek on the way down to the game. I get to McMahon. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to mix it up. There's no way they're going to. The, you only have one whiskey every game. The one whiskey they have at McMahon Stadium. 40, no way. 40 <laughs> Creek, ladies and gentlemen. I got to keep it going. It was an unbelievable experience. They must have got it from the Benny and Bo show. Yeah. And hey, hey, Fox Heart from 40 Creek, straight up, please drink responsibly. Ooh, okay. I like that. There we hey, go. So let, me, let me ask something. Uh, so I'm in pregame, and I, and I remember you telling me, hey, we're probably going to leave around you know, 345, we get to the game at 415, game starts at five. So I'm looking over in the patio. I'm like, oh yeah, the boys are going to be there. Why is going to be over there? I keep looking over there. I don't see y'all. So what happened? So from a fan perspective, everything was amazing. A full atmosphere, getting into the game, still a little bit of a COVID nightmare. So they have all the tickets yeah. on your phone. So I have 30 people with me. We party bus down. I'm with Bo's wife, Maddie. Okay. So we're wheeling in. The lineup is out of control. And I'm like, we're, we're 40 minutes early. I'm like, okay, no big deal. We'll wheel in. And obviously, it's not moving too fast. So I'm like, Maddie, here's the deal. 
You're going to have to Bobby Big Wheel a little bit here and get us in a side door. <laughs> Which she hates doing, by the way. Well, dude, well, I'm not doing that at McMahon. No one knows me at McMahon. It ain't my turf. Yeah. You know, she's the quarterback's wife. Yeah, there's like, no ice there. No, there's no ice at the, at the McMahon Stadium. So I, I wheel in. We go to this uh, security side door. And I said, Maddie, you know, you know, Hollywood us. Let's get in. The, let's, <laughs> let's get, get in. The, let's get in the game. And we got these VIP passes. Show off the ring a little bit. Yeah, something. <laughs> well, she's got the like Mrs. Mitchell on. She's looking good. Like I'm like, Maddie, get us in the door. So she goes up to this lady. He's like, Hi, I'm uh, Bo Mitchell's wife. Do you? Th- we got 30 people with us. You think we can kind of get in this door? We got our VIP passes. We want to get in and check the warm up out. The lady goes, Wait a minute. Are you Ben Hebert? Oh my God. <laughs> like the one curling fan in McMahon. Are you kidding? You're one upping the Mitchells at McMahon Stadium. It was the best because Maddie always chirps me. Oh, Bo, yeah. Bo's wife. She does. She, she, she grills she me. She chirps him as much as possible. Last week, we're talking about the Olympics, Olympics being on TV. And she says, I said, Bo, what Olympic sport would you want to play if you could pick one? And he says, you know, javelin. And she, Maddie, she Maddie said, goes, you said, you said, if you didn't play football. And, and then she says, Ben, if if you didn't play, no, she said. If, she said, if you were a real athlete, what sport would you play? <laughs> I was like, holy Man, shit! My wife is like the uh, like the cheater or whatever, just like the lion waiting in the weeds, just waiting to attack. She yeah. waits to hear something on like Facetime or Zoom, and she's gonna pounce and just walk off. Like, so long story short, the security lady. Certainly didn't know Maddie. She knew me. Still wouldn't let us in. Oh man! So we went and worked over some other guy yeah. in the building. We ended so up getting how, in. But. So, okay, so how was the patio viewing from right there? Because like, luckily we had our you know our two. One of them got called back to touchdowns. Yeah. Um. How how was it sitting right there in the patio, slinging the forties? Like was it was. It- yeah, it was sick, man. To be honest with you, being being back out in an atmosphere like that, uh, thirty thousand people going wild, walking around, you know, no mass, having a time, just kind of being out there with everybody. That experience, I think it's a great time for sports. Great time for certainly for the CFL right now. Not that I haven't been in a crowd that big since yeah. Briar and Kingston, twenty twenty. Yeah. So it was uh, it was amazing, cool atmosphere. I mean, that those seats back there, maybe not great for the game. But to be with 30 people because if in the you're host, on the opposite side, you don't really get to see anything. Yeah, but you only had like one touchdown yeah. and it was towards us anyway. It's real good. A lot of field goals. A lot of field goals. Way too many field goals. Hey, but Renee Paredes hits his 400th field goal. Um, how about you, though? I want to know how it felt to be out there. You know, your nerves, your arm, taking your first hit, being with the boys. Man, I want to hear it. I tell you what, it felt, and this is going to sound weird, it felt so good to get hit again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so the first time I only, I only got hit twice all game. Okay. One is the touchdown to KJ. And Cameron Judge hits me. It's covers the year. I know it's coming. So I throw KJ the post for the touchdown. And he's just laying on top of me. And I just look at him. I was like, I was like, how is that? And he goes, come on, man. I had, I had to hit you one time. Like That's good. And it just felt good to get hit again. Like, you know, neck comes a little bit sore. But you're not as sore as you think you're going to be after 600 days of not playing. But from what I saw from the CFL, a couple storylines. Winnipeg Hamilton game. Um, the recap of the, uh, you know, the, the Grey Cup from two years ago. Awesome game. A little bit boring there in, in between. But I saw a very young Zach Claros in my mind. I yeah, saw a dude moving. that was moving around. And I'm telling you what, man, when Zach can move around, he's a dangerous dude. Um, the BC game, nobody thinks this is going to happen, but Canadian Nathan Rourke starts the game. Um, you know, a little bit, little bit jitters at first, which is completely understandable. I don't, I don't even know if he knew he was starting the game. Um, and, then, was... and then they're down 32 to 9. And Mike Riley's elbow is giving him problems. He comes in. And wheels them back and then gives the game back to Nathan. Let's Nathan go back in. But dude, so many I, I, I am I am so glad to see Nathan Rourke playing. CFL Canadian quarterback. It's awesome. But uh and I've got one behind me with Michael O'Connor. So but what got me is like nobody is talking about what Mike did. Like, dude, he's the gutsiest, toughest Emmer ever out there, dude. Like 
happy. You, this, can, you this, can say it. It's just a podcast. You can drop one. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but just to watch that, man, I was just, I, I felt for Mike. He's a good friend of mine. Michael, sorry, he's going by Michael now. Uh, and texted him and just like, I just couldn't believe he did it. Um, you know, but it was awesome to watch in our game. Uh, you know, we, we dropped it. We had terrible penalties at the wrong time. Um, it felt good to be back out there. But, you know, it's just one of those things like when you're young, you, we look young. And typically, I feel like if we're young, we, we have those young guys that really step up. And, and I think some guys did. It was just, Penalties or bad plays happened at the wrong time. Obviously, a fumble there at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, Kadeem, Kadeem Carey will be one of the best running backs in the league this year. Um, Ante played great at running back. And then, you know, KJ, it was great to see him back at full speed, playing awesome. And, you know, we had some mistakes at some untimely, even the very last play of the game. You know, we had we had some mistakes. And uh, it's something we'll clean up and we'll look better. But, Thursday. Uh, hey, you know this. I've been beat by two 9-9 teams in the Grey Cup. It's not about your record in the regular season. It's about playing hot when you go into playoffs. How did the Bucks and Tom Brady start last year? Just throwing it out there. Great comparison. Okay. Look at those guys. They, everyone, they everyone, every, everybody was dogging Tom. Oh, he, he looks 43. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, let me show he you. He looks 43 with that seventh ring on his finger, doesn't Let he? me show you some shit. How about this? Hey, you want to talk about veterans and being 43? Yeah. NBA free agency. Big shout out first to Kyle Lowry, who was on our show two weeks ago. He's moving on to the Miami Heat. Thanks for all the great memories in Toronto. We might. Ah, we won't replace him. We'll leave him up there. We he might. Did, <laughs> we might, we might, we haven't decided yet. If he sends us a new one, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, if you send us a new Heat one, we might throw it up there. But uh, I want to talk about the Lakers and kind of what they did because it's it's interesting to me. I wouldn't say backwards, but a lot of the organizations you see now drafting young, going for the future that maybe they don't even know if it exists. We're gonna we're gonna let our big dogs run out their time and get ready for the future. And LeBron's like, uh, uh-uh. we're winning right now and we're going all in and we're gassing the future to try to win a couple championships they go out and get along with anthony davis who they already have russell westbrook and carmelo anthony and then and then everybody's chirping him oh how are you gonna win with that old team without crutches and walkers and all this and and he sends out a tweet and let me let me tell you there's two people in the world i'm not going against okay that's tom brady and that's LeBron James. Agreed. Not betting against either one of those guys ever. And uh, he sends out a tweet. He's like, hey, I love that y'all are doubting us, blah, blah, blah. Just bring this same energy when we're on top. And I love that. It's like, just, okay. There's a reason I know how to put a team together. And I, I'm going to put this team together and it's going to be great. But uh, another interesting thing for me is, what if he wins now with two players that KD couldn't win with? Well, I think that's a big storyline as you see. And Russell Westbrook. Well, and Kyrie. Or sorry, not Kyle Lowry, Kyrie. Yeah, and Kyrie. Yeah. Well, and Kyrie's with KD and James Harden, and Harden played with Westbrook. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's and, crazy, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait for NBA season. Storylines between the Nets and the Lakers is unbelievable. I think, uh, I think it's going to shed a big light on if veterans can do it or if you need that beauty mix of youth and yeah. experience, because that team is a very yeah. veteran team. It's tough. You, got, you definitely have to have legs. Definitely had to have the legs there at the end. Yeah. And but you know someone who had legs? My good friend, Damian Warner. The greatest <laughs> athlete in Canada right now. Greatest athlete in the world. No, oh, yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. They're calling him the greatest athlete the in the world, yeah. I mean, I, I got to be honest. When I'm watching the Olympics, that's the sport I'm watching. And I'm like, this is the Olympics. Like, when I watch when I watch javelin, when I watch discus, like, that's the Olympic thing. And then you're watching one guy that's doing it all. I just, I absolutely love it, man. Congrats, Damien. Proud of you, man. That was awesome. Yeah, the Olympics was deadly. I mean, for me, getting to go to the Olympics was, by the way, I wore my Olympic shirt today. If everyone's, if anyone's looking to buy this. I asked him to give me one. You can't buy this. You got to get this in your little Olympic kit. You can't buy this one. So this is one of the ones I got when I went to Korea there uh, in 2018. But uh, 
I think the Olympics for me is bigger. I think, uh, you know, getting to go to a couple games and, and seeing that experience, being around the athletes, one, the Canadian, you know, the culture that everybody gets behind you, the energy that it brings, but not only bringing Canada together, I feel like the Olympics like brings the world together. And I think these last few weeks showed that. And I mean, I think it was something the world really needed. No negativity. You know, the COVID cases were gone. It was exciting. Amazing storylines of victory. Brutal ones of defeat. Yeah. But that's what gets the, the butterflies going. And that's why the Olympics are what the Olympics are. Absolutely, man. We got somebody that uh, we got somebody that was there. Well, and we do. And, and I want a couple shout outs first. Softball is not back in the next Olympics. I got to watch it this time. I loved it. It was one of my favorite things to watch. That was amazing. Our Canadian ladies won bronze. And then you probably didn't get to see it because you were like slammed getting ready for your season. The women's soccer team won gold. And I would say... Oh, yeah. And, and, and hey, over, beating the you, Americans... Over U.S. and semis? Hey, we, nothing better than beating the Americans in anything. You know, you know the drill. I understand. So... It's really hard to do. I would say... I would say Canada's not like traditionally like the soccer nation. So for them to beat, you know, an upset, that's what the Olympics is about, win a gold medal... They've already kind of started the path of putting soccer on the map and really getting it going here in Canada. For that gold, I don't know this Steph Labe, the goalie. I haven't met her. I actually think she lives in Calgary. I checked it out on her Instagram. We're, she's coming on. The, we're going to get her on this show. I love it. Because she is a bad, badass. Yeah. Giggling and smiling in net during the penalty kicks in the Olympic gold medal game. <laughs> I loved it. Another thing, and we're going to talk about it right now with Corey Connors, the golf playoffs. Okay. Normally, you finish first, and the rest of it, you're just playing for some cash. It's all good. But having a seven-way playoff, big playoffs in the ladies for silver bronze, that's exciting. So let's get to it. Let's not have you and me talk about it. Let's bring in the man here. He's coming off a great performance in Tokyo representing our country. He's had one hell of a consistent season. He's number 34 in the world. Our Canadian, Corey Connors. Welcome to the Benny and Bo podcast. Hey, guys. Pleasure to join you. Corey, what's up, brother? start off. Giving a little jab to, to Bo, oh, uh, big Argonauts fan growing up near Toronto. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry about your luck there in uh, game one. But aren't uh, you yeah, busy? Why are me. you watching that game? That is good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, Corey. Thank you, man, for coming on. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you're, hit, him with, hit him with something. One. Hit him something. So, Corey, I, I, I actually, I mean, you know more than anybody. You you play the sport, and I bet it's hard for you to even pick who would win the tournament that week, even who's playing hot. Like picking the winner of golf is is hard. Um, I did pick Xander to win the Olympics. Okay, I felt good about that, and I love the quote that he said. He's like, "Hey, we cl- we cleaned out the beer on the plane on the way home." So I got to ask you, we're 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 big Forty Creek fans over here, <laughs> but when you win and you've done a lot of it, what's your cocktail of choice after with you and the boys? Uh you know, not afraid of some beers, but a uh, big red wine fan as well. Like, uh, like to enjoy a few glasses of red wine. Uh-oh. Definitely uh, had a few of those after you know some of my successes over the past couple of years. The, cl- the Corey, classy winner, Corey the Somalian. I like that. So Somalia, that's right, <laughs> Corey. Uh, just coming back from Tokyo, you had a great games, another unbelievable performance. Wicked, wicked weekend for you. Or I don't know if it was the weekend, but your last two rounds, you were outstanding. Um, being from get, getting to go to a couple Olympics, I want to know your full Olympic experience, certainly from the professional sports side, entering into kind of the amateur sports world of, of what you felt, the pride being Canadian. I know there's been some chats about uh, some pros missing it, tennis, golf, etc. cetera. Uh, what, what were your feelings and going forward, will the Olympics be uh, high on your mantle of things you want to accomplish? Yeah, definitely way up there. Um, you know, really looking forward to 
continuing good play and getting back to the Olympics uh, only three years from now in Paris. But the experience was incredible. Um, you know, being a pro golfer, playing a lot of big events, major championships, um, got the FedEx Cup playoffs coming up. There's a lot of, you know, big time events that we plan throughout the year. But the Olympics was, you know, something extra special. I think the pride you feel representing uh, your country, you know, knowing the nation of Canada is behind you. I got a lot of support from people back home and a lot of messages and um, just knew that people were watching and um, it was a little more motivated uh, to try and have a good week and, you know, putting on the, the golf shirt and uh, carrying around the golf bag or my caddy, the golf Canadian golf bag was a really special feeling, something that uh, I'll never forget. So it's it very memorable. As far as the, the rest of the Olympics, I think, um, they had us pretty locked down, you know, weren't able to view some of the other events, which is something that I was kind of looking forward to doing, you know, seeing some of the track events, uh, something that I normally don't get to watch, um, even swimming, diving, you know, supporting some other Canadian athletes would have been really cool. And, you know, possibly going to that gold medal soccer game, uh, with the, watching the ladies would have been, uh, you know, pretty memorable as well. So I wasn't able to do that. They didn't really provide us access to, to see any other events and just kind of hung out at the golf course and that was about it yeah i mean i saw i saw that there's like some of the rules i don't think people, people even knew like as soon as your last event was over you had to leave within like 36 hours like you had to get out of there so you couldn't you couldn't go watch your other team you couldn't be cheering for them and even if you did they didn't want you cheering yeah that's crazy yeah so you could go watch if you were still there and you still had another event but you they didn't want you cheering i think russia was getting in trouble for that yeah it certainly is it certainly is one of the best parts of the games is meeting the other athletes did you get to go to the village at all Corey, and go to the cafeteria and meet meet in the athletes or no not at all we no i didn't actually uh, we the golf facility was pretty far away from the village um it's like almost a two-hour drive so ended up staying in a hotel with the rest of the team and my wife was there which was really cool to be able to have her there really wasn't family members allowed but i was able to bring sort of a support person so she was counted as my coach for the week she yeah. uh, gave me some good tips but uh having her there we, we stayed in a hotel um near closer to the golf course so uh unfortunately didn't work out to go into the village uh but i'll look forward to trying to get back and get that experience another time did you uh did you get the full canadian kit i know i was i was big dogging about this shirt earlier did you get the jean jacket and all the stuff for opening and closing even though you didn't have to you weren't there for either one of them absolutely yeah i got a big sexy red suitcase from hudson <laughs> bay and got up all the gear uh it was pretty cool i oh. uh, you know just getting just getting home <laughs> not sure what uh where to put everything but it, it's really neat that a jean jacket's cool um not so much We'll probably wear a whole lot, but I think I'll uh, pull it out uh, a few times. It's a pretty unique piece, and we'll have some fun. Man, so not only not only do you always rep that that flag, you got to rep it this week uh, out there, and I love seeing that, man. Like I, I just think like as a kid, like that's any athlete, that's your dream is to go to the Olympics. I get I get to see you with that black shirt, the red CAN on there, like, and I was I was watching you, man. I was cheering for you. Um, but not only do you get to rep that at the Olympics, but you also seem to be repping Canada weekly on the leaderboard with that flag next to your name. Uh, but I see you with the level wear on right now, so I do have a sponsorship type question for you. Um, it, are all your sponsors Canadian, or are you also competing with some Americans for? that uh, American corporate cash down there? Um, yeah, I've got uh, a, a number of partners, uh, mostly Canadian, uh, notably Levelware, like you said, uh, RBC, another uh, company in the golf business called Turf Care. And then I do have one American uh, sponsor, uh, FTI Consulting. Uh, but, you know, I like to stick to my roots. I'm passionate about Canada. I'm, you know, proud Canadian. So it's great to 
you know, be a partner and ambassador for some, you know, successful Canadian companies. That's awesome. Hey, Corey, before we step away from the Olympics here, I just have one question about the games. I heard a lot of banter back and forth um, on social media about the format. Uh, I want to get from your perspective, the format of the games of just having a gold, silver, bronze, straight up stroke play. Do you see that as the future going forward to build golf in the Olympic games? Or would you like to see it some type of team format, you know, whether it be Ryder Cup style or mixed with guys and girls or you teaming up with Mac or, or whatever it may be? Or do you like the format the way it is right now? Um, I think the format needs to change. I think it would be really exciting. I think, uh, providing a team aspect, I like the individual, uh, component to it, but a team, uh, aspect where you partner up, you know, take the best score from, uh, you and your partner. And I also think that, uh, getting a mixed event going as well, uh, would yeah. be really helpful in the growth of the game. Uh, in doing that, they'd have to, um, play i think the men's and women's championships simultaneously um but with only 60 players in each field you know we usually have 150 a week on tour so that'd only be 120 players i think they could get away with doing that i think the team aspect um mixed aspect would you know provide a lot more excitement and um i, I think the olympics is afraid to you know give out too many more gold medals but i think it's something that <laughs> would really help uh, help grow the game of golf. And it'd be something that's really fun as a participant to um, be a part of as well, because in, in theory, if you're not, don't have a few, you have a few off days individually, you, you know, you still have a lot to play for. Um, so I think going forward, that would be something I would recommend for them, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, totally. And I got the same feeling watching. I'm a huge golf fan. You know, me and Bo watch weekly. If you're out of it and you're not going to finish top three in a regular week and you can birdie birdie in to finish top 10, you know, there's really good paycheck on the line. There's things you can play for. If you're finishing fifth or if you're finishing 30th, it's the same thing at the game. So I'd love to see a different format brought into the Olympics and spice it up a little bit. But saying that, I'm really glad golf is back in the games and I do love it being a part of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. I was I was confused. I mean, I called you and I was like, man, are we really just watching just stroke play the whole time? Like, there's nothing changing at all. Like, because my thought was I would love to see match play. Yeah, totally. Like, just Something. country against country each time. Like, I would love, I'd love to see, uh, I'd love to see Corey here go up against Brooks Kepka because they're both the, they're both the major guys. They show up at majors no matter what. And that's what I love. I love to see you two going up against each other. <laughs> I love it. Um, hey, I play golf with a bunch of good, with a bunch of good golfers. I'm an eight handicap. Uh, so for you, I'm a chopper. Um, and my boys, you know, we, we have we have some good times at men tonight. We throw back a couple couple different drinks. Um, but what I would, would like to ask you is, you know, every now and then you get a little bit annoyed of having to, you know, come help me look at my drive inside the trees every now and then. Um, when you play with choppers, do you get annoyed by that? Is that cringeworthy for you having to uh, watch a guy snipe one of the trees, just look at you, hey, Corey, I'm just going to take another one, man? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. You know, I've seen it all, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, playing in pro-amps pretty much every week, uh, usually – you know, there's a, a mix of talent level uh, with the amateurs and I don't mind. Uh, it gets a little tiring after a while looking for balls every single hole, but <laughs> as long as my, my tip would be, you know, if, if you're struggling, just struggle quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, Kind of, kind of don't, don't uh, drag along too slowly, but um, I mean, I'd be thrilled to, to play with an eight handicap. Really. I think uh, that's like the, I think that's the perfect, you know, from my perspective, that's, you know, the perfect handicap of a guy that's easy to play with. You know, I'm going to ha be happy to help you look for a couple balls, but I know you're going to hit a lot of good shots. You no, know, going to, you know, move along pretty quickly. And I like that. That's, uh, 
That'll be fun. That was a way better answer than Max I was, I was gonna say you might have just found yourself a golf partner if he ever gets back to Canada. Yeah. I like that. We had, we asked Max the same question. He's like, Yeah, I'll help you look for the first and second one, but the third the third one after that, bud, you're on your own, you need to drop a ball. That's right. <laughs> Corey, the uh, the path to the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, coming from Canada, is certainly a big mountain to climb. Um, how do you get recognized playing in Canada from an NCAA school? How do they originally see you? What tournaments do you have to play in and win and do well for them to notice you to get a scholarship down south? Yeah, I think Canadians are getting more and more recognition. Uh, you know, you, the people who went to NCAA before me, kind of put Canada on the map a little bit more. and. You know, I like to think I uh, helped contribute to that uh, growth as well. But um, pretty much have to play international schedule, play all over the U.S. That's mostly where the college coaches are looking. And they'll be able to sort of compare your performance uh, to other players on their radar playing in the same events. So when I was a junior, um, being part of the Canadian national team was really helpful. I think Golf Canada does a great job in providing a platform for some of the top players to to play in top events and and help you get recognized so that was big for me uh but you know i played in a bunch of u.s amateur championships um a bunch of other invitational type uh amateur events uh, all through the u.s uh but i think it's it's still possible playing strictly in canada there's some big events the canadian junior and canadian am um definitely have some uh college coaches with their eyes on it so um yeah, you gotta. You just have to play well. If you play well, you're gonna get noticed. I got one for you on that same thing, um, because you know, with every other sport, you know, football, you want to go to Alabama, Clemson. Um, what is when you're growing up and you're before? I, I know you went to a different college, but what is the college that is the go-to? Like, what's the number one golf school in America that people want to get to? It it kind of it kind of changes, you know, every couple of years. Couple years say yeah. Oklahoma State's a, a top one. Um, when I was in school, Cal was oh, yeah. one of the best teams. Uh, Max Homo was there. They had a, a number of guys on tour now. Uh, Oklahoma State is probably one of the biggest. Texas, uh, Jordan Spieth, and Alabama, same thing. But Man, Alabama's up there, the, too? The top tier. Yeah, they were they were good when, when I was in college. Yeah. Um, they had Justin Thomas that uh, was there. We actually played uh, little Kent State, played uh, Alabama in the match play. We ended up finishing fifth in the NCAA as my sophomore year. And we, we got drummed by Alabama, but it was pretty cool to, to be there. We're one of the top top eight teams in the country. That's awesome. So, hey, Corey, I'm at the Stamps game Saturday night watching Bo. I threw a little thing out on Instagram. Just asked ask Ben and Bo a couple mailbag questions. I told them you were coming on if you have any questions for Corey. I got about 70 questions and 64 of them were for you. So uh, <laughs> we're going to do something new here. We're going to do the old mailbag rapid fire to send you on your way. You cool? We got about 10, 10 quick ones for you. Love it. All right. You want me to start? Go ahead, buddy. All right. Favorite practice round foursome? Uh, I got to show the Canadians. Mac Hughes, Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin. We uh, have some good matches together. And fortunately, uh, Mac and I are on the winning end uh, of those quite often. <laughs> I love, love it. it. What's your favorite course to play in Canada? Um... Got to shout out my my home club. I don't get back there very much anymore. Uh, Listowel Golf Club, where I grew up. Uh, no, no place like home. Okay. Uh, best golf trip in the U.S.? That's tough, and I'm biased. I live in South Florida. I think there's some incredible golf courses down here. So, you know, public? South, South are, Florida. Are they, pu uh, are they public munis that we could come down and play? 
They're not, but uh, I can I can hook you up. Uh, but we know you now. <laughs> oh, that's uh, one place I, I would love to go uh, is, is Band and Dunes. I think uh, that'd be a, kind of a cool place, bunch of different courses. Oh yeah, I've heard that one before. All right, here we go. Who's your gro- golf idol growing up? Mike Weir and oh. Tiger, big Tiger fan. Of course. Okay, home course. Do you hold a course record? And uh, how many course records do you hold? Yes, uh, the uh, place I remember at uh, here in. In Jupiter, Florida, course record holder, uh, course record holder at my home course. And I have kind of lost track, but sneaky, a a lot of course records. I'd say (laughs) upwards of 10 or 12. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, I am proud to say I hold zero, but I do ask for the course record every time I walk up to the tee. That's a great answer. I was hoping you were going to say, oh, I got one or two. I hold 10 or 12. I kind of lost 10 count. or 12. That's amazing. Good shit. I got one here for this was a good one. I liked. Can he just walk on any course he wants at any time? Not, not really. Um, to an extent, maybe yes, uh, with a phone call, but, uh, there's a lot of you know, private clubs that, uh, you know, wouldn't let Michael Jordan play or what? You know, wouldn't let Arnold Palmer play. So, really? What? Um, that's yeah, how you know golf's yeah, still a snooty sport right yeah. there. How's that possible? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, sorry. No gambling on this course. For uh, for the most part, I would say I'd be, I'd have some success, but but not not everywhere. All right. The Canadian question, curling or football? I'm going curling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. uh, I thought he might say football. I've never really finished, like, you know, played in a league of curling, but I love watching curling on TV. Um, uh, Love it. You're gotta, a liar. Gotta, gotta this is good. Well, you got to cheer for Team Cooey this year now. I noticed that, you uh, sit on TV because you never watch in person, huh? I do love that. <laughs> oh, God damn. Well, he's living in Florida. He's living in Florida. I got one here. Someone asked me, ask Corey what his nickname is, and if it isn't the con man, can we call him that? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, people call me like close friends or like C-squared. C-squared? C2. I think... I think Patrick Reed already has con man. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding, Patrick. There, I'm just kidding. Oh, here we go. And, and one more I got here. I actually like this one. This is from my uncle sent me this on my Instagram. He said, what is his go-to clutch shot in a pinch if he has to hit it every time? What's the club and what's the shape? Um, I'd say biggest strength of my game, uh, kind of mid-iron play, a uh, little draw, kind of higher flight. Uh, like working the ball right to left predominantly. So give me a seven iron from the fairway. I like my chances of hitting a little draw pretty close to the hole. Oh God. I love that. Probably one of my least favorite shots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Corey, appreciate you so much, brother. Uh, Shout out, man. It was, it's been awesome to watch you. Uh, Good luck in the FedEx uh, playoffs and we will uh, continue to watch you nonstop, but thank you for being a friend of the show, brother. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Corey. Yeah. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me guys. And I hope you, guys can uh, have some better luck uh, going forward both <laughs> thanks, thanks brother it. appreciate it take it easy yeah god can you believe it first time i lose to toronto in my career and it's the one Corey's watching oh that is the best and oh. nice little chirp for you there always man all right hey, let's get into our favorite segment of the week donation station uh brought to you by DraftKings. um and by the way nfl is coming up and uh, I got to say, I did, I think you know, I did very, very well on my NFL picks last year. I'm not a big uh, game pick guy, but daily fantasy lineups are one of my favorite things. And picking some uh, 
some uh, parlays with different odds, everything. I love it. Uh, but hey, the NFL season is almost here, and DraftKings is the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. They're launching a new instant win challenge. They call it Wild Cards. There's up to $50 million. That's right. I said $50 million in prizes. One in four we play will win some instant prizes, by the way. What kind of prizes, dog? Like tickets to this year's Super Bowl, man. How about that? Download the DraftKings app right now and claim your first wild card to reveal weekly player challenges or an instant prize. The more you play, the more wild cards you collect. So go get some. And don't forget to use the promo code Benny and Bo when signing up. DraftKings is the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Boom. So here's the thing. Normally we do some, uh, we like to do some golf bets on Donation Station, which now that we just had Corey on, I'm jacked. And I have bet Corey in the past on here. Uh, unfortunately, I don't even actually know if he's playing this upcoming week, but he's got the big uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs coming here. But I'll sort of be sprinkling him uh, in the future. But right now, we're going to go back a couple weeks from our last show. We're just going to do a little flex. You know I don't like to, to pump my tires like that, right? You know I hate <laughs> This guy you flexes know, more than anybody when it comes to something he did. Like you, he, you, He's the king of telling a story seven times. <laughs> like I'll, I'll walk in and he'll be like, man, dude, I, uh, I hit this bet the other day. I'm like, yeah, I know you told me four times. <laughs> hey. You texted it to me. You sent me a screenshot of it. Well, I'm going to tell you about another one right now. Because last week, my Toronto Blue Jays, Bo Bichette, Friend of the show, probably not a friend of the show. We were going to try to get him on the show. But he will be. He will be. He will be. <laughs> Them and the boys, I said, you know what? They're coming back to Canada. They've been playing some good ball. I think they're going to get those uh, those nice big vibes going from the crowd, start rolling a little bit. Toronto Blue Jays, 9-2 and two at home on their 11-game homestand. And I said their first three games versus the Kansas City Royals, 100 bucks pays eleven fifty. Bang them, all three games parlayed. I mean, I mean... You made you made the hey. I mean, we do donate a lot, but uh, when we this win, time Ben donated to your bank account. That's so right. You're if welcome you, for that. If one. you dabbled the, the Jays three game parlay to sweep at home versus Kansas City, you're welcome. I love it, Toronto. We're rolling, and you know what? They're kind of steaming towards the playoffs here. I'm not counting out the Jays. I actually been. Did we just get a point to the sky for Toronto right there? The six. That's for the that's for the T. Six God. <laughs> well, I, I love the Jays. I love them, and when they're winning, they're and they're a fun team to watch, dude. Like I got some young stallions there rolling. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, Blue Jays, I cashed that one eleven fifty. Thank you very much. How did you do, man? So uh, I I put a crazy parlay together. Okay, so I think as you know, like the Astros winning the World Series. Clearly, we don't know that one yet. They haven't been playing great as of late, but they're still they're still up there for the top dogs. I did two crazier things, which is um, Colin Morikawa top ten. Not that not that crazy, and he had a hell of a round. He did to get to the top ten. He got tied for fourth. Um, so I hope you, uh, so here's the thing. When I, when I create parlays, these are my own personal ones. I just want you to take from my parlays, what you think you like. Um, and Xander Shoffley to win. That was a tough one, but did he do it? Yes, he did. I picked that. And then U S wasn't playing great. So I took the Czech Republic to cover and they didn't do it. They lost <laughs> by like 39 points, but Hey, it was fun. It was close. Um, but we've got some, we got some more future bets for you here because, Listen, the NFL is out. Like the daily fantasy lineups, we will be giving out daily fantasy lineups when the NFL happens. But right now, there's some future bets. I've been checking the odds; they look crazy. I think you've got some MLB future bets, so let's get after it. Well, I'm I'm staying away from MLB because I want to stay one and zero on my MLB bets right now because there'd be something uh, I haven't lost you on. Coward. Here's where I'm going. We touched about it earlier in the show because you don't want to have to pick the Astros to win. No, because I <laughs> <laughs> I think these odds are going to change, but right now. LeBron James, AD, Mello, and Russ Westbrook are playing are paying 
plus 800 to win the NBA championship in the Larry OB next year. I know it's a long time away, but here's all I'm going to say. People are dogging them. They think they're washed. They're a little past their prime, et cetera, et cetera. I don't hate that. Watch the team veteran because right now at plus 800 is the best odds you're going to get. Because I think once the season starts and after seeing LBJ's uh, tweet, like you said, I ain't betting against him. And I do believe those odds are going to go way down. Hit him right now. I'm taking the Lakers to win the NBA championship next season okay. with, with team veteran. Let me let me ask you something. Who would be your pick to win the World Series then? Right I, now? Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, here. <laughs> I'm a homer, man. I, I, I see that. Yeah. Okay, so that's plus 2,700, and then we'll give you your plus 800 from... Uh, from the Lake Show. From the Lake Show. So with those three right there, if you did a crazy future best, which are one of my favorite ones to see, right? Plus 78,000 on the odds. If you did all three of those together. Well, what were the three? Oh, sorry. I, I figured you would take the Chiefs to win the NBA, uh, NFL. Oh, just because? Because I know you. Yeah, you're a... No. No, I'm not doing Don't it. say the Steelers. No, I'm not staying the Steelers. I do love the Steelers. But no, I would take... If I had to bet... I'm, I'm taking Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm never betting against him ever again. I took Aaron Rodgers to beat him in the NFC Championship last year. I'm never, I'm never betting against Tom Brady until he's completely done. Never again. Okay, so regardless, let's see what that one... Let's see what that would be. Tom Brady. Oh, my God. It's not even... It's not, hey, not even that hot. Get into your fantasy. That's crazy. That's plus 400 for that. Okay, so to, in total, right? 111,000 right there. That's a great, that's a great, that's one of my favorite bets when I see on DraftKings when they post. If you follow DraftKings Sportsbook on uh, on uh, Instagram, they always post like people that hit those crazy future bets. If you hit your NFL, NBA, and MLB, a plus uh, 111,000. 10 bucks. bucks. Throw 100 bucks. Go win 100,000. Go get yourself that Corvette you want to buy. That would be good. I do want a Corvette. Yeah. That would be okay, so I want to go NFL future bets. Um, you let me know what you think. I'll just kind of give you all four. I've got MVP. Like I've got defensive player of the year. I've got defensive rookie of the year. And then I've got comeback player of the year. And then at the end of it, I want to throw out just some parlay finishers is what I call them. So uh, NFL MVP, uh, just a little bit of rapid fire. Give me uh, who, you, who you think you would pick. MVP of the yeah. NFL? Yeah. Pat Mahomes. Okay, I'm going to go Justin Herbert. Okay, no. plays plays pays plus two thousand there. Love that one. I mean, hey, the way he played, the sophomore slump's kind of been debunked the last couple of years. So I think I like Justin Herbert there. Defensive Player of the Year, putting you on the spot. Oh man, probably your boy from the Rams. Oh, you talk about him every. Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Donald. It's hard not to pick Aaron Donald. Yeah, he was the second favorite. Miles Garrett was the favorite. Donald was second. I went with Devin White at plus twenty four hundred. Love Devin, Devin White, White does everything, man. He he gets the sacks, he gets the interceptions. Uh, you know, damn near leads the league in tackles every year with uh, Levante David by his side. Um, I won't I won't charge you on this one because this one's tougher. But rookie Devin's player of the year. Okay, I went uh, Jamin Davis plus four hundred. He is the favorite, and uh, he's a linebacker from um, the Washington Redskins. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think their defense is stacked. And what I tend to see is a team that has the entire defense playing well. That's typically where the defense player of the year comes from for rookie wise. Um, so then comeback player of the year. Oh, I know who you're taking already. It's too it's, easy. It is too easy. Dak yeah, Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's so going to he's going to win it. That's that's a good one for me uh, as a parlay finisher. It's only plus 155, so he's a super heavy favorite. But um, let's say you have a couple parlays you're putting together, maybe a big future bet like Ben is doing. Throw that plus 155 on Dak Prescott on the uh, comeback player of the year. So a parlay finisher here I love, okay? The uh, so if you go to DraftKings and check out their regular season wins. This is a good one for me because there's a couple teams on here that I think are a little bit overhyped. And we're going to go to Dak Prescott for this one. The Dallas Cowboys 
over under 10 and a half wins, I am pumping the under with everything I have. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys is the most overhyped team in the history of sports. Every single year, I swear there's a documentary about how they're going to win the Super Bowl. And do they ever do it? No. Do they go to the playoffs? Not very often. I feel like if Dak stays healthy, though, with him, and I think Zeke's going to have a better season, he wasn't too great. I think they could, I think they could be hot. It's not like their division's yeah, any good. Zeke hasn't been great the last couple seasons. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys you take high in fantasy. He'll be in a lot of daily fantasy lineups on yeah. DraftKings. But, man, like, just I don't think he's been living up to it as of late. I think that over-under is a good number. Let's put it that way. All right. The, my, my hometown team, then. Houston Texans. Over-under. <laughs> I haven't even given you the number yet. <laughs> I don't care. Under. Four. It's only under over-under four. Who's their quarterback? Stop. Who is it? Stop. I don't even know who it's going to be. Tyrod Taylor. I don't mind Tyrod. Okay, four. That's a good number. I'm still going under. Still going under. All right. All right. That's messed up. But uh, I'd probably put him right at that one. That one's dangerous to me. I don't really love that one. What about your home team? What's the over under on the curtain? Eight and a half. Well, I saw saw Big Ben coming in looking like sleek Ben, eh? You got Najee Harris. Yeah. He is. Chase Chase Claypool. That might be a pick for offensive player of the uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, Steelers are going over eight. Everyone's like all eight and a half. Yeah. You got to get nine. They're all pumped about uh, Cleveland and. Uh, Burroughs in in the Bang Bangleville, like settle down. I do. Big Ben's still there for a reason. Pittsburgh's going over. They're going to win the North and move forward, Dude, like they do every year. I do think that Cleveland is becoming our new um, Dallas Cowboys. They're the overhyped team in the beginning every yeah. year. Well, Baker's a good personality. He's got a cannon. They got some good players. Well, they, but they, you know, they lost. They went 0 16 for like nine years in a row and had the first round draft pick every year. So it's and like they, everybody they have is a first round draft pick. And they just beat Pittsburgh like 50 to 10. In the playoffs, that was that was gross. Juju Smith Schuster's fault. <laughs> Anywho, so what what's our what's our wrap up here of Donation Station? What are we telling people to hit? I got I got the Lakers to win the Larry OB. You're on a bunch of fantasy picks for for players MVP, of your NBA. Justin Herbert and Devin White uh, on the defensive player of the year. That those are my two favorite. I, I think I would add to uh, your future parlays there. I love it. Okay, and so here here's our last segment of the day. We did this last week. We oh, had man. we had a little bit of fun with it. This week actually got really fun. We got some funny comments, but uh, threw it out there on my Instagram while I was at Bo's game on Saturday. Just hit us up with any questions for the show. Hit us up with some for Corey. Like I say, most of the questions came in for Corey, but we got a few yeah, funny ones in the mailbag that, that we're going to drop an answer for you before we get out of here. So I'll start. This must be from a Sasky fan or someone in Saskatchewan where I'm from saying, from at Grant Livingwell. Why are you wearing a stamp shirt? Well, Grant, here's the deal. That's a good question. That is a good Being question. From Sass, but I mean, it's Mike, kind of sacrilegious to do it. It is always do. I love. I saw a lot of people there actually from Sass wearing the red gear, kind of getting turned over, which is pretty funny. But uh, I wonder why. Yeah. Well, hey, here's the deal. My co-host, my buddy, sitting next to me right here. You're always going to cheer for your friends, regardless of the team. Um, I'm not going to cheer against the Riders unless they're playing the Stamps, but. Coming from Regina, you know, there's nothing else there. Everyone's a diehard Ryder fan. I'm a big fan of the CFL, but obviously I'm going to cheer for my boy to get it back on the tracks. Support. I was That's there right. with his wife trying to trying to get in the old side door, okay? Like, I got to cheer for the Stamps, right? <laughs> Support the love. And here's another thing. When I had buddies playing for the Riders, I played junior ball with Chris, Get- Chris Getzlaff. When Stu Ford was on team, I went to elementary school with Neil Hughes. Hey, cheering for all my boys. They're all gone. I'm on the Bull Levi uh, wagon. There's, there's a lot in Sacks, man. There's there's a there's a casino. I think there's a McDonald's and there's a there's a lot of potash. Potash is good out there. Uh, oh. So here's mine. <laughs> I'll get chirped for that one. Yeah. Uh, from Prairie Boy for Life. So we you saw our New Jersey's out there. He said, "Did Calgary get a KFC sponsorship because y'all look like a bucket of chicken?" 
Well, here's a. You I know, love you New Jersey, KFC. <laughs> buddy. You don't get a frame like this without drilling a little macaroni salad and gravy from KFC. Oh, the biscuits. The best gravy in the world, KFC. But uh, the jerseys are sick. One. Love them. And they kind of do look like a bucket of chicken. <laughs> That's a Old good one. Old school throwback. 75th anniversary, man. Shout out to Gio. I like that one. Okay, so this one's from a little football mind. A little dig at your game here. This is from my brother. At Crittown21. Oh, Benny, Critter. Critter. What did Bo think about that mauling of a pass interference non-call in the end zone? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'll get fine if I talked about it. So you were, I mean, you were right there on the patio. I'll let you. Why don't you tell me what you thought? I was right there on the patio, and that was before I had, like, I didn't know. I wasn't, like, full buzz, so I was pretty dialed into the game at that point. I mean, it looked like the defensive back was looking for a cuddle, you know, with his girlfriend where he, where he scooped Colton Hunchak. Just Shout out Colton hugging, Hunchak. Hugging Colton the whole time. He buried him. <laughs> so, you know, we see the throw and he tackles him down and we see we don't see any flags. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to challenge. And then they show it on the big screen and everyone starts yeah. cheering. Yeah. Because it was an obvious P.I. But I guess the refs missed that. And uh, <laughs> that stung. But here's the deal. You don't need to take all the breaks in August. We'll take the breaks yeah. in November. Here's the thing. The, I, the hard part for me is like the people that make the decisions are in Toronto, you know, so they can actually like slow down, do the camera. It's not, it's not the rest that are there. It's like you can't even like argue with the rest that are there because they're like, dude, yeah. I, don't, I don't even make no, the decisions. It was the one guy in Toronto was his uncle. All right, this one, this one was good. I'm going to give it uh, young kids with a keyboard are undefeated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the Calgary St. Peter's posted a picture of me pregame, putting the hands up. And at Benny underscore one one four five. So go charge him if you want to. Um, is this pick taken after that horrible interception on the last play of the game? <laughs> so me, me being who I am, I click on his profile. And I was like, you know what? I'll find, I'll find a picture of something I can chirp on his. He's from Chestermere. So I write back. I'm like, shame on you. You're even from Chestermere. He writes back. Sorry, but it was pretty bad. But all around, good game. <laughs> Backpedal, backpedal. Oh my God, Bo Levi replied to me. Now I got to butter his bread. Oh yeah. Hey, Benny1579, whatever the hell yeah. your name is. Lay off. It's game one. I we're, can't we're... wait to come to your school and yeah. coach, coach coach the team and not coach you. Exactly. Bo's going to come to a little quarterback clinic and you're going to be on the bench <laughs> slinging the water bottles. That's the way she He's going to chirp me back and be like, yeah, I don't want you to coach me after watching that play. <laughs> I love it. Well, here's the deal. We got another game coming for you Thursday night. That's right, I will baby. be there with the boys. We're pumped. That was a fun show. Corey Connors. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Thank you to DraftKings, Uninterrupted Canada, Forty Creek. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Like, subscribe. Let's go. Hit us up on the socials at Benny Heaves, at Bolivar Mitchell. Appreciate everybody. We'll see you all next week, man. Get on your CFL game. Let's go. You've been listening to The Benny and Bo Show, a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada.